Game time. You're listening to the House League Heroes podcast with your hosts, Riley Barton and Tanner Chuby. Follow the guys on Instagram at underscore Riley Barton underscore and Tanner C-H-U-B-E-Y. Welcome back to the House League Heroes podcast, episode number three. I'm Tanner Chuby, uh, alongside my co-host, as always, Riley Barton. Riley, uh, the normal intro today. Uh, how's it going? Yeah, I, I was surprised. I thought you were going to have something crazy winded up for that intro. Um, I, I'm good. How are you, Tanner? I'm good. Uh, nothing crazy. It's been a crazy week in the NHL, nonetheless, but uh, I just rolled out of bed, so um, the creative juices aren't flowing. We'll see how this goes. Um <laughs> Riley, uh, snow. It's a snowy day uh, week in Calgary from the looks of it, which is very unfortunate. Yeah, I woke up the other day to, I don't know, ton of snow on the ground. Not happy about it. Went back to bed, hoped that uh, I'd wake up with no snow on the ground, and it was still snowing when I woke up. So um, winter started here in Calgary. But you know what? It was about time that we got some snow. It's very depressing. Um, it's <laughs> always a mix. First snowfall, um depends how you look at winter uh, i remember last year like when we were doing the canmore games we were sitting there and we we're just like just wait till december 1st until snow and then it happened december yeah. 1st was the first day snow hit so um came a little bit earlier for you guys this year uh halloween is right around uh the corner riley and i want to talk to you about my costume so okay i'm thinking that i want to i got to find a costume that identifies as like a fraud in a sense <laughs> okay. and dress up as a fraud um, I was thinking maybe I'll just go in a Vancouver Canucks uniform because <laughs> I don't know what is going on. Barbecue Bruce just does not have – he doesn't have the propane to get this team going. I don't know what is going on. You probably know more than I do, but I'm going to give the floor to you. <laughs> I was going to say just go ahead and grab a JT Miller jer- jersey and you'll be good to go <laughs> because we got to deal with that fraud for eight more years. <laughs> Seriously, I, I have no excuse like – like for the team, I can't come up with anything to justify what they're doing besides tank for Bedard, and that's obviously not what they're trying to do. They just suck. Like, there's no excuse for it. Um, I'm a I'm a Flames fan this year. I feel like I hear this every year when we start the podcast. I always. I'm usually. This is usually what happens. The past ten years, I've been a Flames fan. So, um just frustrating at like even as not a canucks fan like oh yeah we we've heard about all that talent there right like the guys like pd besser miller came in hughes demko and it's kind of getting to the point when k is this just what they are you know is this are they maybe not at the echelon that people had set them to now i know i don't know from what i've seen pd's looked pretty good um one of the highlights kuzmenko that guy is just can't get lucky right now but the game yesterday he was buzzing around um but Besser and Miller man that's just not good enough from those two players no and even um Demko at this point um I I, you can't it's hard to blame things on a goalie especially as a goalie I usually have a bit of a bias towards them and give them a bit more leniency but you do need him he's the team's been used to him standing on his head and kind of carrying when they're down and he hasn't been able to do that and that's not helping and then obviously it sucks when you sign a guy for as much money as you sign Miller and he's just floating around the ice looking like he's just going paycheck to paycheck out there. Same with Besser. I know he had an injury to start the season, but he, he does look a little bit better than he did last season. Still, he needs to be shooting the puck more. He's getting assists. That's not what we want him for, right? We want him to score. So there's a lot of moving parts that just aren't, aren't going correctly right now. It's hard to watch. Watching, like just watching their facial expressions on the team, I, they just look like a team that doesn't handle adversity well. Mentally um, weak. Just, yeah, exact. that's the perfect way to put it. They just, anytime adversity hits them, it kills them. It just brings them down. Like, I, I can't, I think it was Hughes after the fourth loss or whatever, just looked like he'd seen a ghost or, like, lost someone on the bench. It's yeah, just, I it's can't, not good enough. I can't even start talking about Hughes because of how mad he makes me and the amount of turnovers that this guy's had on the blue line this year. It's just, like, like I think the biggest problem with, like you say, adversity is it's such a young team, and I feel like the leaders on this team aren't showing the young guys how to battle this adversity, and, like, guys like Petey are having to step up and deal with it. When, like, the kids, he's a young kid. He's not even a captain on the team. And um, I think that that kind of sucks. We need some of those older guys to step up, like Myers. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and even a guy like Miller, and he honestly shows probably the worst body language or, or exactly out of all of them. Um, and he just cannot do that. He needs to be the guy those guys can look to, like you said. Um, in terms of, so we never we didn't talk about this on on the last episode because they hadn't played any games yet. But is it just unlucky, or again, is it that lack of maybe like attention to detail? What was it? Three games in a row with a multi-goal lead and they lost all yeah. of them that's that's the biggest problem is they look good when they're playing good but they they got something i don't even know where to like start talking about what's going wrong because there's times in the game where they're dominating that first game against edmonton they looked great out the gate they were all over mm -hmm. them and then as soon as they lose it a little bit like a little bit of momentum goes down the drain might as well tap out right then because it's it's just demco against the rest of the team do you uh, do you think this it, like Boudreaux's on the hot seat? I know they've talked about it, but you guys just hired this guy last year. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on on Barbecue Bruce? I think it's I don't know. Um, I I still have trust in him based on what we saw from last year, and maybe just his off season plan is not going the way that he thought it would. Maybe he came in a little unprepared for this team. Um, I still. I, I wouldn't want him on the hot seat just yet. I think it's too early. Everyone always gets fucking crazy when a team starts off this bad. I'd say relax a little bit, but for sure at some point in the season, if things are going this terribly, then yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Um, One guy that has really stuck out, and I, it's been killing me to watch him do this this week because of our fantasy matchup, uh, Bo Horvat. Um, you know, what can you tell me about his play? I haven't focused on him a lot, so I, I kind of focus on the other guys when they're playing, but he's kind of just seems to be like the everything king where he just does everything right in a sense so far. Yeah, I think Horvat the la last year was overshadowed by JT Miller, which is, and that sounded like it was happening in the dressing room as well, where Miller was kind of the guy that was taking charge and getting the boys amped up and all that. And now Miller's coming in a little weak, and it seems like Horvat's kind of reclaimed his spot. Um, and he's playing really well. I think he's probably one of the only bright spots of the team besides Kuzmenko, obviously. Yeah, and that could, and like I said earlier, Kuzmenko's looked really good. I'm surprised that guy could have had two goals yesterday. He was yeah. lights out. Um, Vasily Pod Kozlin as well. Um, I don't know how he's played in your eyes. He's looked all right at times uh, from what I've seen. Uh, yeah. What can you tell me about him? He's young, like very young. I think got a lot more responsibility than he thought he was going to get early. Um, but for that, I like him a lot. I like Pod Kozlin a lot. He's he's a good player. He seems to always have his head held high and ready to go. And I hope that he's uh, they give him a, a few more chances to let him stick around here. So I believe uh, the Canucks are now 0-4-1, correct? That's their... I don't even know. Their record. <laughs> yes. 0-4-1, You know what the funniest thing was? After they had those three games in a row where they blew uh, the leads, there was actually like a prop bet on... Or there was a bet of sorts on some betting apps where they're like, will they do it again? And they had the <laughs> odds for it and everything. Um, We're 0-4-2. Oh four and two, so yeah, two OT losses. You know, it, it is. Uh, it's obviously early in the season, um, but I look at it this way: you've lost uh, six games. I feel like you're now. It's not an eighty-two game season anymore, right? It's yeah. seventy-six. Exactly. And you gotta counter for that immediately. You have to put your mind in a different spot to realize, like you're down already to start the season by a lot. Um, there was one stat uh, they had on the broadcast yesterday against Buffalo that uh, might be a little bit reassuring. They, I think it was uh, the 15-16 season uh, when Bruce Boudreaux was the coach in Anaheim. They started 1-7-2. They didn't fire him. Uh, they ended up coming back with 103 points to win the division. So maybe it's just a, a stumble out of the gate. Maybe they'll just fly through the rest of the season. Maybe Hughes uh, doesn't turn over the puck as much and – Kuzmanko can start actually burying some of them. Miller comes out of it, but um, it's uh, it's a concerning time, I think, a little bit in Vancouver. I think some jersey. Did you see the video of the guy <laughs> yeah. barbecuing? His yeah, jersey? I did. Don't do that, guys. Don't burn your jersey. Hey, give him credit. At least he didn't set like a business on fire in Vancouver or something. He just went with his jersey instead. <laughs> I mean, 
I guess that's yeah. You guys always have that to live by, but uh, don't don't burn the jersey. So two hundred dollars on that jersey. Yeah, I'll like, take don't it. Give, I'll take don't the let jersey. the NHL win it. Yeah, yeah. Send it to me. I'll, like if you're gonna waste it, I will want. I'll gladly take that jersey off of you. Yeah, you really showed the Vancouver Canucks when they yeah that really hurt them. Hundred dollars off yeah. the next stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. Come on. Um, tape another logo across it if you want yeah, just throw a c over it if you have to but. honestly um yeah so tough go for the vancouver canucks uh second thing i want to talk about it's uh blackhawks revenge season um sam lafferty is going for the Hart trophy this year I'm yeah, he's gonna win it too he is gonna win he I'm betting. has such he is so bald like i told <laughs> I don't and I don't mean that as an insult, but like his head is so shiny. Like I don't think he has hair follicles on his head. It's just so smooth. Yeah, um <laughs> you're not wrong. I think that just adds the sp- like speed, you know? It's He's like a- aerodynamics. I remember he impressed me last year when we brought him for Alex Nylander, but he's uh I think he's going to be a great trade chip. He kind of reminds me of like a, a faster brendan Hagel, and i think we'll be able to maybe get this year um yeah chicago also uh former vancouver Canuck jason dickinson with a goal and two assists in his hawks debut um beauty really like to see it uh tank for bedard is just not happening it seems like for the hawks yeah we're uh, taking over they... we'll, we'll tap in for you guys <laughs> tag out <laughs> yeah. you know um it was kind of sad they had the the home introductions i think it was last game against detroit and you know it it uh, you could kind of feel that it's probably Taze and kane's last home opener which is really sad mm-hmm. um but thankfully they got the win in it and uh please start losing some more because we did not <laughs> trade away every single person <laughs> that made this team good to win guys <laughs> apparently apparently you have different plans than the ownership at in the Hawks. Alex, Alex Stalock is going to just turn into a Vesna candidate this year, and I don't <laughs> get it. Um, but yeah, uh, Hawks play today as well. I think they play Seattle, so that's prob- we're probably going to be above 500 today. That's the scary part. <laughs> um, just awful. Um, talking about some other storylines, Riley, I'm going to run through the uh, Metropolitan Division here, and just I'm going to read some names off, and I want you to stop me when something doesn't sound right okay so first is the pittsburgh penguins at 4-0-1 okay nine points first in the division <laughs> pretty pretty good I, I don't think anyone's like no. shocked by that the philadelphia Stop. flyers <laughs> are 4-1-0 and um now the teams they've beaten a couple of them you know the devils the canucks uh they had there was another team in there that wasn't overly convincing Nashville who's struggling, but they have beaten Tampa and they were really close in that loss against Florida. Um, John Tortorella is a magician. I'm convinced. The Flyers are a wagon this year. I don't know. I saw it coming. I totally talked about it all before in the off season. Um, they're going to win the cup this year. I am all here for it. I, I'm all here for the hot start and then they fall off at the end. Yeah, and the city like the city just like loses their mind. I'm excited for that. You know what though? Uh, I haven't watched a ton of Philly games. Um I kind of want to a little bit just to see how they're playing now, but apparently from what I've heard, Torts is doing exactly what Tortorella does. He's got them playing like a team. Good. Um good start. And I think what he's doing, he's really instilling a, a kind of defensive mindset into them, which has allowed Carter Hart to return to a the goalie we know he can be. Like I don't yeah. think anyone thinks Hart is bad. No, there's goalies that have a showing like he does um, so early in his career. Don't just not do that again. You know, like they have that potential. It's not something they lose. They just need that, like you said, a, a new system to kind of get that back into him and. Torts is not a goalie coach by any means, but um, I think Hart's getting a little lucky that he's coaching the way he is. So, I mean, hey, good on Philly, and I'd kind of like to see it keep it. Like, we got to remember, I think it was it was the 1920 season, the shortened season um, before the bubble. Like, the Flyers didn't go in the play-in. They just made it in. They were that yeah. good. Um, I think they were one, they lost the Islanders in seven in round two. Like, this was a good team um i think just got hammered by mediocrity the last few years and 
I think if everything clicks, I don't think we should be overly shocked um, that that they make it back to to the promised land. Yeah, I wouldn't um, be shocked either. Like we know that the potential's there. I didn't think Torts was going to be the guy to bring it out, but um, mm-hmm. I guess he's proven everyone wrong right now. He is. He's got that. He's got that Philly fight in him. Um, keep going down here. The Hurricanes, the Rangers at fourth. Devils at six. That was a that was an interesting one at the start of the year. Miles Wood coming out after was it game one and saying it was a must win. That's like if you're looking at that as a fan, is that not concerning? Like, I would be a little concerned. Yeah, you're like, what happened? What did I miss? Um, uh, I'm excited for Jersey though. Um, I think Jesper Bratt leads the the lead in assists right now, the league in assists right now, which is good for him. I like him a lot as a player. I like a lot of the players on New Jersey to be honest. So. I'm happy to see that they have a little something just to start the year. Three wins in a row. The Devils continue to climb. The Washington Capitals, 3-3-0. They are sixth in the Metro Division. I believe Ovechkin has one goal through the first six games. Riley, are we seeing the end of Ovechkin? Okay, calm is? down. <laughs> he's, he's just taking a minute, all right? There was a, I gotta add... <laughs> there's a lot of controversy in Russia right now. He's a little shaken up, you know. Um, he'll be He'll be fine. No, he will be because Ovechkin's the guy. He could score five goals in the next game and be right he could back score to five it. goals. Yeah, exactly. It's Ovechkin. Um, Washington, weird, uh, weird team, weird team. Uh, they are, they are a weird team. I, but you know what? I don't think it's the end of Ovechkin, but is it maybe the end of Washington's reign in the postseason? Um, yeah, I think so. Like I don't think they care anymore. <laughs> you know. They're they're a slow they're kind of a slower team um, than a lot of the others. They also I feel like this might be their year of retooling because I know they have a lot of UFAs coming up next year, yeah. which is where I think they'll kind of reload to give Ovechkin that last push. Um, because it's like Crosby, right? Like wh- as long as Ovechkin's on that team, they're always gonna try and win. Yeah. Because I don't Ovi's not gonna sit there and not yeah. try and win. He, like he's a superstar, so. Um, yeah, you got to be in all in every year um, while he's playing. You owe that to him, even yeah. just as an organization. Um, the Islanders, 2-3-0 to start the year, so not the uh, hot start for Lambert out of the gate. Um, they had the 1-7-1 game. I think it was against Anaheim, and I think everyone thought uh, that was going to be the, the trend all year. We'll see how that goes. They've lost their last two. Um, and the Columbus Blue Jackets, 2-4-0. and Um I I haven't even looked at Columbus. I thought I would have more, but nobody. If Johnny wanted to be out of the spotlight, he's in the right spot because yeah. nobody, nobody cares. No, he's <laughs> leading the team in points, and that's what they wanted from him, and that's that's about all anyone cares about. Um, I think Ken Johnson got his first career NHL, NHL goal yesterday, so yeah, good on a, him. He had a really nice goal, actually. Um, moving on to the Atlantic Division the boston bruins 5-1-0 leading the division and they look man they they look better this year i don't know how <laughs> yay like they look so mean and dangerous oh i hate it they just don't ever get bad it's bs yeah it's annoying i think um everyone's tired of it at this point like everyone knows they're not going to win the cup but they're just going to be annoying until they get knocked out of the playoffs Exactly. Yeah, and um, I I don't know, and, and they're doing it without McAvoy too, which is a huge piece missing. Um, David Krejci has come back and looked like he hasn't missed a step. Bergeron looks good. Jake DeBrusque has started off the season really hot, which I think they need from him. Yeah, kind of heard his name. We've heard his name lots throughout the year, the years to break out, and maybe this is the season to do it. So, um, I don't know. I'm scared of the Bruins. I. <laughs> I don't like this uh, one bit. No. Second, though, the Buffalo Sabres, 4-1-0 at eight points. Rasmus Dahlin has set a, uh, I don't know if it was league or Sabres record, but five goals, five consecutive goals in each of the first five games of the season. Um, I th- This is the Dahlin everyone knew, right? Like, yeah. This is, there was so much hype around this guy when he got drafted, and he just came into a really bad organization that was run poorly. At a very bad um, time. At a very bad time. And he is going, he's going to be 
you know, one of the best defensemen in the league to come. I think we're finally seeing what all that hype was about. Um, I I'm, I just love the Sabres right now. Like, they look awesome. Dallin out oh, there, like you man. said, like you were about to say, Tuck looks like you, he wants to be there, like he said last year, and yeah. it's, it's really coming out now. Um, but I've, all the young guys are fun to watch on that team right now. Yeah, fun team with house money. Um, Craig Anderson in net as well. Eric Comrie splitting the pipes. Um, you know, like you said, Tage Thompson as well, yeah. which is really nice. That kid is huge too. I, <laughs> what did St. Louis ever get rid of him for? He would have fit know. perfectly for how they play. Yeah, Dylan Cousins as well. You can add him on there because he, he looks really good right now. and He's also a big guy. Yeah, I, I don't think it's gonna last. I think Buffalo will will probably come down to earth a little bit, but uh, yeah. But this it, is what they wanted, right? They aren't expecting to win this year. They they just want to show that these young guys have some firepower in them, and if they can gel yeah. as a team a little bit, like that's fine. If teams are gonna figure them out, then whatever, they'll adapt to it when they're more like equipped for a run. Yeah, it's. Uh... Oh my gosh, I fuzzy fuzzy brain right there i, I just saw you happened. shut off um, <laughs> power down um yeah no it's it i think the motto is there's going to be no easy win versus the sabers this year they're not going to allow teams to come in and think they can get free points anymore which is it's been for the last decade so yeah. it, exciting times in buffalo um i can't wait to see eichel go back there again this year to play i think if if both teams are in a good position, that'll be a great game. Yeah. That crowd's going to be awesome. Especially in Buffalo. It needs to be in Buffalo. Like, th mm. that'll be so much fun. Um, Toronto, 4-2-0. Uh, Leafs fans may be the softest team ever and the softest fans. We um, know that, for sure. We've known that. I just... The, it was the Arizona game where they lost. They lost the Coyotes, by the way, guys. Yeah, 22-23 Coyotes. Um, and all I heard about was complaining about a missed call. Um, <laughs> but you were down 2 nothing for th two-thirds of that game. Don't blame anybody but your team. There's no reason you guys should have been down 2 nothing at any point. But yeah, exactly. Did you see? They, Did you watch any of their game against Winnipeg yesterday? Uh, a little bit uh, because I saw the refs helped score. them out all night on that one so there's nothing to complain about now they're quiet about that and as soon as the refs start helping them yeah exactly um just it's always one end of the spectrum they overreact or they don't react enough um yeah Tavares has probably been their best forward which is yeah he looks for them great to see. his goal in winnipeg yesterday was nasty so that that's a bonus or whatever there. no not the the first one he, sorry he got two oh. he sniped it top corner oh no i didn't even see that one i saw the the deflection uh the yeah, game was before nice. was a really really good feel story nick robertson two goals in his debut against his brother's team yeah um and the overtime winner on a great play i didn't know i like i didn't piece it together but his mom was in the crowd Oh. So she was in like the Leafs jersey, but with the Stars hat. And when he scored, I was like, "Look at that idiot in the crowd with the two. <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh wait, oh that's their mother. Sense. My bad. That's probably his mom. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, that would have been funny if he got a hat trick and she threw the Stars hat on the ice. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, four and two, the Leafs. Uh, poor Matt Murray. I don't know if we talked about it last time, but poor Murray, man, the guys hurt uh, again. Yeah, just." God. cannot catch a break still um, just shocked that they did not sign campbell yeah, yeah well maybe for the best because he's not uh doing so hot in, no, no, in edmonton no. either um florida three one and one uh probably i mean nothing crazy there detroit's two oh and two so uh they're they're in the mix there they're still in the race it's obviously early ottawa Three, two, and zero. Oh. They've kind of they stumbled in the first two games, but they've won three in a row now. Um, a lot of their young guys are are getting the spotlight. You know, that was one thing I was worried about when Drew and Debrinket got signed that they were going to instantly push those guys down. But uh, DJ Smith is is riding guys like Stutzla, Batherson, Norris. Um, they're all on the top line. They're on the first line power play. So yeah. it's uh it's good to see they're they're keeping those young guys. Uh, where maybe they deserve to go. Um, Tampa Bay, 3-3-0. A little bit of a 
a mediocre start for the Lightning, I'm sure that will not last much longer. Yeah. Um, and the Montreal Canadiens, 3-3-0 at six points as well. Four teams tied with six there in the Atlantic. That's going to be a, a bloodbath of a division. There's going to be no easy wins in that one. Yeah, I think that's um, going to be going back and forth all year. Flames fans will love this one. Uh, I'm just going to call him uh, the Costco worker I because I have no clue how to pronounce his name. I still don't know. Um, <laughs> it's this Habs defenseman who's huge, but he absolutely whooped Zach Cassian. Um, was... What's his name? It's it's ZJ, or Jackye. 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 Yeah, they yeah. call him Wi-Fi. Just call him Wi-Fi. You'll be fine. Yeah. But, oh, my God. I I'm, I've have not gotten tired of watching that clip. I've probably watched it 15 times. You know what my favorite thing of it was? Like while he was waiting for casting to get his gloves off and everything, you'd think like he'd go and approach him really slow. He just on him. He was like, yeah. The second Cassian looked away, on he was holding this jersey. Cassian was like, what the hell? Yeah, he he just murdered Cassian. The so best part of that fight him. was right at the end. He just tossed him like it was nothing. He just threw him. Cassian was sitting there like he had no idea what happened. He was like, I yeah, think I need to retire now. He was like, this, that was it for me, hey? Oh, God. Love to see that. And you know what? Kids played really good. Um, so that's... You lose Shea Weber, man. Uh, hopefully, I think if in a rebuilding team, right, you need the... You need to get those like top draft picks. You need them to pay out, but it's the you know the later picks, the the unknown guys that come in and and prove everyone wrong that really help accelerate it. So great to see um, out of him in Montreal. Moving to the West, the Dallas Stars four zero and one. I am telling you right now, Jake Ottinger is a plus eighteen hundred to win the Vesna. Just put anything on him, and that could really pay off because he he's the leader of that team right now, but also. Just a lot of good things going on in Dallas right now, Riley. Yeah, they look good. Obviously, as per usual, Pavelski is just off to a disgustingly insane start of the season. Yeah, at, at 50,000 years old. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he'll be doing that for another 50,000 years. So that's something to look forward to all the time. But yeah, Dallas is just looks great right now. And I think Ottinger is a big reason for that. Yeah, the uh, the owl, as they like to call him, whenever he gets a win, the uh, Yahoo chat is just spammed with owl emojis. <laughs> That's so, awesome. <laughs> um, uh, in terms of Pavelski, yeah, he just got the hat trick the other day. It's kind of crazy that he can still do it at this age because, like, he doesn't play. It's not like a Phil Kessel with who kind of maybe avoids checks and corners and everything. No, like he's, he's always gritty. in front of the net, yeah, getting his ass kicked, but he's still just killing it right now. So. Um, really like the stars colorado three two and one i don't know we've talked enough about the abs um st louis three three games louis is what is the scheduling games? in yeah. this league <laughs> three games there's teams yeah, that have man. played like se seven now is the most yeah like that's nuts like five to seven um that's like one thing I, I was thinking going back to the canucks they started on what a five game road trip and the blues get three games in the first two weeks yeah spread out like okay sick that's an awesome yeah. like someone was just like in the scheduling was like oops i forgot about st louis we'll toss some games I, in here you think this wouldn't be a problem like there's 32 teams now it's even anybody can play anybody at this yeah, point um, it's so ridiculous I, I don't know why we complain about the scheduling because it's, it's just not going to get better no <laughs> we have to accept the fate <laughs> exactly um and then you have and then there's going to be a point in the season where the blues play like six games and eight nights or something just yeah exactly and like three of them are going to be road games and then they got to go back home and then they got to go on the road again like it, that's what's gonna yeah. happen it's like what that that is exactly how players get fatigued in it <laughs> yeah <laughs> um not shocked that they're three you know st louis is is built like a truck so um nashville two four and one they are still fourth in the central but they have really struggled uh they took those first two games in san jose and have not or sorry in europe against san jose and have not won since uh riley you can attest to this that top line with duchene grandland and forsberg is just not good enough right no now. they're just floating around they don't look like they're doing much at all the, no one on the team really has any points to the standout on everyone's kind of just they haven't found their their footing yet, I don't think, and Saros hasn't been playing incredible either. But 
Let's keep it up, Nashville. Keep it going, because right behind them, the Chicago Blackhawks, 2-2-0, two, two and oh, only four games played. If there's one team we want to talk about scheduling, the Blackhawks always have a light schedule to start the year. I've yeah. noticed it for the last three or four years. They never play on opening night, and they maybe have one or two games in the first week. It's – I don't get it. Um, <laughs> but they're playing the crack, and the game is just starting, and uh, it's it's uh, it's hunt for the playoffs, baby. Winnipeg 2-3-0 at four points. Minnesota stumbling really hard out of the gate. This one's a little shocking to me. 1-3-1. Yeah. Um, they've been scoring. There was that crazy, what was it, 7-6 against LA? Yeah, they have been scoring. Like, they, like I think Zuccarello is one of the top point like point getters in the league right now. But they, mm-hmm. that's not great when your team is 1-3-1. Uh, I think the Big problem has been uh, Flurry, and he said so as much. I don't know if you saw that quote yeah, where I did. asked when the fans were booing him. He said, I don't blame them, which, I mean, fair enough. Take it. If you haven't played good, I don't think anyone, no one's ever going to hate Marc-Andre Flurry. so I think taking that on yeah. himself. Um, I know the year started, so like the line last year, I think it was Zuccarello, uh, Hartman, and Kirill was the first line they didn't have hartman on that first line for the first little bit and i'm not sure why you would want to split that up yeah Um, considering like he was a big part to those like guys getting their goals last year he was playing really well in his position so i thought that was weird as well because he now he's had a bit of a bad start so he's down on himself i'm sure and then that just you know that spirals to the rest of the team yeah, and uh, I think Minnesota, again, it, it's early on. Um, Kirill's been playing lights out as per usual, which is always good to see. Um, they've had some some young guys step in as well. Uh, that Kale Addison's I was just going to say, back dude's end. got six assists. <laughs> so that's uh, always good. That back end just seems to continue finding uh, little pieces, and the Minnesota Wild have got to get their stuff going. And... Uh, the biggest shocker, I think, of them all, 1-4-0, the Arizona Coyotes uh, at the bottom of the league. Uh, okay, um, let's let's give them some credit. They got Shane Goss despair leading the team in points right now. <laughs> with how much? Uh, five. That's, that's not bad, <laughs> yeah, No, he's, he's got two goals, three assists. That's pretty good. I, oh, man. I do feel bad for them. They are missing their two best players, um, but I don't think they care. Jacob Chikrin's still out with an injury, um, and Nick Schmaltz is also out. Which, yeah. Uh, he had, like, two five-point games last year. Do you remember that? That was yeah. stupid. Ra- randomly in the middle of the season? Yeah. With Yeah. It's dumb. <laughs> just doesn't make sense. Um, I think the Arizona, we're ready for a, a 2-82 and 82 season because we know the next win's going to be against when Toronto goes there, um, and then Matthews will sign there. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, two years exactly moving on to the uh pacific first place the calgary flames 4-1-0 uh i think huberto started a bit slow with his new team uh but nazim kadri has uh not missed a beat from that no win. no kadri looks great um he's flying right now and i think that's a burst of speed like we need that aggression from someone after johnny and kachuk have left so that's awesome to see huberto he came out slow i think mostly because he has a bigger role in this team than he did in Florida. I know, like, Florida, he obviously had a big role because he was one of the top guys there, but now he doesn't just have to dish it to Barkov and get in the right spot, right? He's got to make a play and then try... Like, he can score if he wants to, but he's not shooting the puck. But I'm okay with it right now. The guy's made some nasty passes. I went to the uh, the Flames-Vegas game last week, and, man, it was crazy watching that guy. The passes he was making... You see him get the puck and go for a pass, and you're like, "Why?" And then it hits some someone's stick, and you're like, "Okay, never mind. I won't judge that." Like he hit like this crazy back three sixty pass, and I was like, "Okay, I, I won't judge this guy anymore." Most assists by a left winger, I think, in NHL history last year. Um, his playmaking ability has has really gained attention from people, um, especially last year with that that hundred plus point season. Um, he it's not going to last long as well because he's got weapons in in calgary to pass to um you know i know florida had was probably the best offensive team last year but calgary's no slouch either um in terms i actually haven't watched many much calgary this year i watched the battle of alberta which was a great game awesome Um, 
awesome game. And that Vegas game, what a game you chose to go to. Weren't I they know. down 2 nothing and came back? Yeah, yeah they went. So. it was a quiet building in the first there, and then everyone came back alive in the second, and the boys, uh, they, they did it for the fans on a Tuesday night. It was, yeah, it was Tuesday um, or Wednesday night, I can't remember. But either way, it was it was a good game to go, pick to go to. Tickets, super cheap as well. Yeah? yeah. Uh, what site did you use? Um, game time. Game time, oh, yeah. Yeah, $4 oh, tickets. $4 tickets? For American. So it was about $8, oh, like, oh no. Yeah. But... Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that completely changes it so much. Jesus. Yeah. That's insane. That's odd. That wow. was very odd for a Vegas Even game. if you don't like hockey, how do you just not Yeah, that? just snag like some it. tickets and go. Like, why not? What else or, are you doing? resell them. Yeah, If true. you really wanted yeah. to, because not everyone's going to know. I didn't. I would have been fooled. Yeah. Um, you know what? It, Flames fans are really lucky. It's a good start to the season. Um, and nobody has left that arena with concrete falling on their head yet. So... Um, I, I, we should talk they might about have, that. That might have been swept under the rug a few times. I'm sure there's been a few injuries. <laughs> that building... Uh, let me talk about it. I'll talk here. When we were leaving... <laughs> so, okay. Anyone who doesn't know the Dome, there's like a, a four-lane road right outside of the building that is always covered in traffic and is a complete mess to get out of there if you're trying to drive. So what they're deciding to do is change it to a two-lane road now for some reason and block off that entire exit. So there's about a 10 meter space where everyone in the building is trying to get out of right now. So it took us forever to get to the train because it was just bottlenecked. Everyone's like pushing and shoving, hold it. Like people are fine trying to hold on to their kids and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, we definitely don't need a new arena here guys. But um, yeah, as I'm sure you were going to tee up, we uh, just opened uh, negotiations again for a new arena and I'm sure there's no way they don't get it done this time. So they can't like, I don't think they can afford not to No, Like it's clear with everything that's coming out about the dome and just you guys need something uh new especially um, with how this team's playing right now like, with the hype going get that arena done yeah exactly um i i don't know where they would like i haven't followed it closely but like where would they put it would they just replace where the dome is like what would mm -hmm. they i'm not really sure they were there was rumors at the very beginning of talks that they were going to put it on the west end of the city but i don't think that's a thing anymore um Seattle just scored a dirty goal, just to let you know. Um, Jared McCann. Jared McCann. <laughs> um, but I know that they, the Saddle Dome will be demolished once they build the new arena. So I, I don't think it'll be in the same spot, but I'm not sure what the plans are. Hopefully it's somewhere in the Stampede Grounds. Yeah, hopefully. I think <clears throat> that's one thing about the Saddle Dome. The, the spot of it's really good. Like, it, you know, right along the... I mean, they obviously built it probably intentionally near the the train line or the train line came after. I don't know the history of it, but like, um, it's just it, like, not maybe traffic wise, but it, you know, public transit, it's a it's, pretty convenient spot. It's right spot there to in the to. middle, yeah. right? Like it's not um, it's like some, like it's not like an Ottawa situation or like a Florida situation, right? Like it's the perfect location. Everyone, there's people around there just anyways, right? Not just yeah. because there's hockey there. That's a, that's another uh, team that might be getting a new arena soon, like uh, as off, you know, rest in peace, Eugene Melnick. But notice yeah. how that LeBreton Flats deal all of a sudden came back to the table once he passed away. Um, yeah. So they had a, you know what? I forgot to bring that up as well. They had a, a tribute night there for for Melnick the other day. Um, I think it was before the home opener, probably. And you know, they had his daughters talking and Dorian and. Um, I, I won't lie, some of the, the guest speakers they had looked like they were reading off a prompter and really didn't want to say the things they were saying about Melnick. But yeah. <laughs> um, nonetheless, the Sens uh, did a classy move, paid paid homage to their owner, so good on them. I guess um, on, on that note, we can also talk. I don't know if you saw, they, they unveiled the Dale Howardchuck statue outside of the Winnipeg Jets arena. I did not see this. I didn't even know this happened. Yeah, just the other night they were showing it. It, it looks really good, so that was cool. It had a ton of fans out there for the unveiling of it, and yeah, I think that's a sweet addition to the. Oh, that's the awesome! Arena. I'm so glad. I'll have to take a look at it after after this recording's done. Um, Flames, yeah, and that got a little off topic, but yeah, Flames doing really good. Uh, the one shot, one goal master, Jacob Markstrom, is really <laughs> hitting his stride to start this year. Um, I, as he, I mean, he looked, 
he let in the first goal he's yesterday, just, dude, but he just, bounced back. He's just scary. He's just like he's always been like that. He 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 needs to get some shots on him before he's good to go. And thankfully, the Flames have been able to accommodate to that because they can bounce back. Like their game against Carolina last night was a really good uh, sixty-minute effort. So. Hopefully he'll be fine for the rest of the year. Um, he looks good, and Vladar is always there to back him up. So, and Vladar just got signed to uh, an extension as well. I can't remember the exact terms, but yeah, it's uh, two years. Nice. Um, I forget how two. much money, but it's like two by two or something yeah, like that. Right but there. A great, I mean, solid backup for Markstrom for the next two years. Don't have to worry about that. Um, moving on, the Vegas Golden Knights four two and zero. Oh. They uh, were in a close one yesterday with Colorado. They look pretty good. Um, Logan Thompson looks good as well. Eichel had a had a few stumbler uh, games there, but he's picking it back up. Um, just uh, I think this is kind of what people expect from Vegas this year to come back and with a little bit more uh, punch. Seattle two two and two. They're third in the Pacific. Um, I didn't even know they won two games to be honest with you. <laughs> um, so they're they're trucking along. The LA Kings three four and zero, stumbling a little bit out of the gate as well. The Edmonton Oilers two three and zero. Campbell looks garbage. Yep. Uh, soup, soup. soup. <laughs> we gotta clip that. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I Oilers will find a way to get going at some point they always do well it doesn't help when they get shut out like it's hard it's not easy to shut out but st louis scored a goal in like the first 10 minutes yesterday and then there was not a goal for the rest. it was the most boring game of hockey i've ever watched but that's like you can't get shut out as edmonton right when you have mcdavid and dry there's no excuse to get shut out bennington exactly. played great though so that's another plus for st louis as he looked insane Anaheim, uh, sixth in the division, one three and one. Uh, they had the big comeback against Seattle to start the season, and then have done nothing of relevance since, besides get stomped by the Islanders that one time. Seattle just scored again. Okay, well, looks like we're back in the. Another one for him. That guy's got three goals, three assists this year. Hey, maybe he's maybe they knew what they were doing when they were signing him. Maybe he's the MVP. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um. Vancouver, at least you guys aren't last in the Pacific yet. That Shocking. still goes Shocking. that still goes to the Sharks at one six and zero. Oh. Um, they're just terrible as well. So <laughs> yeah, let's go. me and the Sharks beat. fans right now just beautiful. The the one team they beat though was the Rangers, which was pretty interesting to see. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a look at the uh, the league in terms of. Um, Team standings in terms of points, uh, Valerie Nachushkin, six goals in six games with 11 points leading the league. Can we talk about how late he went in our fantasy draft as well? Because that yeah, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts every time I see it. This happens every year, though, where there's like four players that just were overlooked the entire draft. First, why was he not rated higher, though? Because that's it's usually Yahoo rating players way worse than they actually are. They had Crosby ranked 50th. Yeah, like that's... And he's got 10 points. That's ridiculous. Like, what... What is... Who does that? I don't think Yahoo watches hockey, so they don't know what they I don't know. That's that. why... That's why I bugged Noah when he showed, like, the fantasy booklet guideline. I just... I don't like looking at that stuff, because I yeah. feel like sometimes it's just not... It's... Yeah, I it's mean, too much analytics. Yeah, you're, you're guessing, really, at the end of the day. You might... I'd rather just go with my gut, mm -hmm. in a sense, but... Um, uh, his fellow Russian Panarin tied with him at 11 points. Uh, he's got eight assists. I think he leads the league. Um, in apples, McDavid 10 and five, Zuccarello 10 and five, Pasternak 10 and five, and Sid the Kid Crosby with 10 as well, leading the league in goals. Can you tell me who it is? I can't. It's uh, our boy, Steven Stamkos. I love that seven man. goals. I love in that guy. Six games. He's just like his wrister, man. Is just every time I see a like slow mo wrister from him, it's insane how he can fling that thing around. Yeah, his shot's always been crazy. Just always been hurt. He never, he never hear about it a yeah. ton. So hopefully he stays healthy. I would love, and again, I just like picking on the Leafs. But Matthews got sixty last year. I would love if it was a goal a game pace for Stamkos this oh, year. Yeah. Just think... shut 
everyone up. I think the best thing about goal scoring leaders right now is two of the top five players are from Buffalo. Tuck and Darlene are both in the top five, which is beautiful. Awesome. Um, yeah, so that's kind of a, a look at some other things. Again, it's pretty early on to get a, a real uh, spread on people. Obviously, we'll start to see you know the topper echelon of guys pull away and yeah. um, go on that. Riley, last thing I had to talk about. The NHL reverse retros came out. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I, uh, I'm gonna give it to you to uh, talk about either your favorite or which one should just never be talked about again. Okay, let me pull them up here because um, I don't have them on hand. I don't know if I've picked like a, a favorite. I, I don't know if I've picked a least favorite. Um, like there's there's definitely a few. I that think. Are- the kings probably have the best one um you like the kings i like the kings um i like the isles the pens look good i i'm good with vancouver's this year um yeah vancouver sharks is dirty i love the sharks um i don't know how i feel about the flames jersey I'll I'll be honest. I don't really like it. I don't know what's going on at the bottom there. I don't like, think I do either, but tags. I'm not a hundred percent sure. You know, like it's a lot of these are hard to tell. I feel like it's like the pictures they look either good or bad, and then it's different when they hit the ice, right? Like yeah, there's always two parts. I think um, Tampa looks like a motocross jersey, um, which I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's it like that. I don't know if it's bad, but it's just kind of weird. I think, okay, maybe I think the worst jersey might be Columbus. I hate that jersey. It looks so bad. What's different about it besides the blue? Just the blue arms. Shoulders it's just and like, arms. Yeah. It looks so bad. Like, it doesn't blend at all. It looks like a kid drew it up and just, like, got lazy halfway through the design. You know what? So, I look at There's two that catch my eye here because I thought they were the same jersey when I first saw this graphic. Detroit and Chicago. Um, <laughs> one of them. It's like in like in high school when you copied like the smart kid yeah. for their homework or whatever, but then the smart kid just fucked up as well. Yeah, like he had nothing going that. for him either. Like he was, you just overestimated him. Yeah, that, I so, completely agree with that. So someone, someone copied someone here. Um, I know you like the uh, Florida jersey. I bet. I do like the Florida jersey. I like that logo, and I it's so different from what we've seen from them in the yeah. past. Um, I don't know. I don't know about it. Uh, Montreal, I mean, it's hard to do reverse retros with Montreal. You usually just typically have to go with that blue, so I don't mind that. Um, I think the Jets looks really clean. I know we've seen that logo before, but just how it's laid out, it always looks good. Yeah. Um, I think I, re- I mean, I think maybe one of my favorites uh, is definitely the Ducks. They can never miss on a jersey with that logo. Yeah, you it's could, it's not fair. You know, it's a cheat code. They don't have to try. They just got to you could toss put that logo the in. worst color match together on a jersey with that logo, and it would still be better. It just than makes it. Lo- yeah, seriously, it just makes it. I oh, I love the Sabers jersey, and that's one. Yeah, Sabers with the old. Uh, I kind of wish they brought back the old colors though with it instead yeah. of the blue and gold. Um, I I really like Boston's because, like, I was saying earlier, they're just this big mean team. What shows a big mean team than just a fucking bear? The thing is, is the bear looks so stupid. You know, like it does look stupid. That's the thing, and like. I'm looking at this. The picture I'm looking at right now is not like a close up. It's far away. If you don't watch hockey, you could don't know what that is. It just looks like a big blob of brown on the jersey. Like there's no definition to it unless you're super close. Which, like I, I think it was smart for them to use that grizzly in some aspect. I just think that they really kind of just plopped it on the jersey. Yeah, they could. They could some better execution. But I do like the idea of a bear on the jersey. Um, Nashville's. Uh, I feel like. I know a lot of people were calling for the blue jersey to come with that logo, so um, take that as you will. The blues, the blues is kind of almost too much for me. Yeah, a lot of people liked it, but I, I think I agree. Hurts a little bit. I really like the Yotes too. I think when do you ever see like a brown, dark orange jersey? Just in any sport, like yeah, yeah. No, I I like it. I like the the Coyote and, head is sweet. So yeah, and it it 
it feels like a desert team, you know, it feels like, cause that's all people know them for is their yeah. desert. Um, Minnesota's looks like the exact same one they put out. It was such a hit last ago. year. They were just like, whatever. We don't want to uh, the stars is, um, I don't it's a Jersey. Know. It's a Jersey. Yeah. They wear that on the ice at times. <laughs> Seattle. And time to time. <laughs> um, Seattle, it I mean, it's hard to do reverse yeah, what retro. Do do? They just got to the league. Um Haynes or Dog. It just looks boring. Yeah. I like the Avs, paid homage to the Rockies, which was cool. That Capitals Eagle logo, same with the Rangers with the Statue of Liberty. Those never miss. Yeah, those um, are both fire. Ottawa just Ottawa didn't submit a jersey in time. They missed the deadline. Yes, yeah, that was a, so. They did not realize what was going on. Someone told them to, the day before that we were doing reverse retros. Um, Flyers is the same thing. Same with the Devils. Um, one I really did like. I mean, when at first glance, uh, Vegas kind of looks pretty bland, but I love the fact that they light up in the dark. Yeah, that is so Vegas. I they know. could not have. That's the best idea they've had since their inception yeah they their marketing is like they just need to cater to vegas and they'll be fine because it's awesome to have something like that in the league so i like it um like you said it looks a little boring i'm okay with it like the boring look it's fine i think it looks good yeah and uh that's kind of a a, a list i'm sure everyone listening has seen the reverse retros so uh, i'm sure you'll know what we're talking about i'm sure a lot of you will agree or disagree um you can leave a hurt feelings report in the, the comments <laughs> or whatever you want yeah we take this um, and uh yeah um i love the reverse retros because we'll only get to see them worn once in the next two years for each team um, oh i want to, the flyers with the cooper pants uh, that's awesome yeah that is, that is i'm cool. so excited to see that I think Tortorella just wears those regularly, and he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, he's just got like eight of them in his like closet lined up. That's all he yeah. puts on <laughs> for eight each day of the week, <laughs> like SpongeBob, <laughs> like the same thing." <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, that's kind of all I had to, to touch on, Riley. I don't know if you had anything else you, you wanted to talk about before we end off. No, that's about it. I just wanted to make sure that we harped on the Canucks at some point, and then pretended like I'm not a Canucks fan and talk about how good the Flames are. So. Until we come back next episode and the Canucks are... Uh, They're on a burner and, and everyone's chanting um, Boudreaux again. And yeah, that, that's what I'm hoping for. Bruce, there, there it goes. It Bruce, there it goes. <laughs> um, I fucking... You know what? I hope you guys don't do good again. I fucking hated that chant. Don't do oh, that again. Yeah, that was, that was rough. I think everyone hated it. I think that was the best part. It was the cringiest worst thing i've ever seen from a hockey crowd and the hurricanes did a storm surge i was gonna say ago. there's no way the storm surge was better than or the storm surge was definitely worse than bruce there it is but close second um all right i think uh that that's a good episode we're gonna leave it off there uh thank you guys for listening and uh riley uh i'm gonna throw it to you take us out yeah everyone get ready uh this next week or so should probably solidify kind of where teams are headed. Um, and we'll see if when we come back, we're still making fun of the same teams that we are. Besides that, everyone have a good week. Uh, thanks for joining us. And remember, all your teams suck. 